but people think that confidence is a prerequisite mm-hmm. to take action. They're That's like, good. okay, whenever I feel like confident enough, then I'll do it. But I got to like get to this point, you know, and then I'll do it. And it's just not the case. That it's makes a me think of like working out, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah. I am so excited to work out. Like, no, I don't <laughs> want to go to the gym at six in the morning. I want to stay in my Bible chair with Jesus and drink my second yeah. cup of coffee. But every time that I go to do it, then I'm like, oh, I'm so energized. I'm so glad I did that. But it takes yeah. energy. It takes like the momentum behind that, that then that is the next thing that happens. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Oh man, how incredibly sweet this gal is. She is a budding entrepreneur. And I say that with so much passion and so much prayer to cover her in the process because y'all, we know it ain't easy. We actually talk about it not being easy on this very show. She is a life coach. She is graduated from school and she talks about her engagement to her soon-to-be hubby. She also, you'll find out midway through the episode, she gets surprised by something that will be happening where we get to be featured on the stage together. So hopefully I've sparked enough interest that you listen. Uh, We also talk about obedience and what does that look like? Does obedience come before the fruit or after the fruit? I'm curious. What do you think? Drop it in all of the chats, all the places that you can, even in the review. We would love to receive a dual review. If you want to review Faith and me on this show, it would be a blessing to her. You can also tag us and, uh, you know, share the show out to all of your friends. That would be a gift as well. But she has so much wisdom and wisdom doesn't have an age as I talk about in this show. You guys are going to love it. Thanks again for always tuning in. I want to feature, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to feature a loyal listener. All right. This is from the true Jay Watts. I don't know if that's a girl or a guy, but you're true, and that is awesome. I love truth. And you noted a five-star review. You said, EPIC, all caps, podcast. Tamara's podcast has such powerful jewels that all of us can take into our week. Integrating biblical principles with her genius and the genius guests she brings on the show is amazing. Oh my gosh. I have to be honest, I did not read this before I started reading it out loud. It says, check it out for sure. Next. So glad you're checking it out. That's crazy. Only God, right? Only God. He's genius. He's so good. Thank you so much, True. I am so grateful for you and so pumped to just have a loyal listener that gets me and is attuned to the Holy Spirit. I mean, let's go. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. 
Welcome, welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. I am so pumped for my friend, Faith Ann, to be here. You guys are about to be blessed by her in so many different ways. She is such a genuine, sweet spirit. She literally is like that every single time, whether she's on a high or she's in a low. Like I know that there's this constant peace that I'm going to receive from her. I know that that's divinely aligned from the Holy Spirit. I love Mm. the way that she brings life to other people. She encourages people. She ignites them into their own power and purpose. And she does that because she points to Jesus. And so Faith, I am so pumped for people to get to know you today. And it was an honor to be able to work alongside you too in the coming last couple months and the coming months with FounderCon. I know. I'm so excited. Thanks, Tamara, for just hosting this, giving other people the stage, too. I just really admire that about you, how you share um, the limelight, I guess you could call it, or a stage to people um, to also encourage and just ignite and inspire. So I'm so excited to have this conversation. And yeah, it's been so great working with you the past couple months that I'm like, let's just keep it going. I'm so excited (laughs) for FounderCon. We'll just do a bunch of great things together, right? We're better together. It's so true. And it's cool because you're in this this really cool season of stepping in faith, no pun intended to your name, but (laughs) it's truly the part of your coaching and how you help other people to step into that. And it's it's this shifting in, and you're going to be doing more of what it is that God has called you to do. Um, Not that you're not doing it now, because I think everything is aligned to be able to be purposed together to build on one another. But let's get into like why you're stepping into this coaching space. And I know people's immediate thoughts are like, wow, she's so young. And we've had this Mm -hmm. conversation a lot. Like, how can you be a life coach and be, I don't know, 22, 23? 24. 24. Okay. She's growing guys. (laughs) But I know when I was 20, Four, I needed a life coach. I know when I was 28, I needed a life coach, okay? And I did not have access to anyone like that. And if I did, I wasn't brave enough to ask for help. And so mm-hmm. let's talk about the journey and the evolution that God has had you on and the boldness in which you are in taking this big step. I, I believe that truly it's it's him that's created that boldness, right? Yeah. Because really, if I was dependent on me, I don't have a lot of good things to say on my own. So Mm. I I do think that because of him, I was able to step out in confidence and pursue coaching. Um, And it's, it's really creating my business. I had an LLC for an entire year without doing anything, you know? So (laughs) I, so I, so I heard this call from God. uh, It was my junior year of college. And I said, okay, I'll look into it. You know, so I created my LLC, but I said, I'm, I'm not going to market myself. I'm not going to really do anything with it until I graduate because I thought that I had to have a degree first yeah. in psychology, which I loved. And I'm so glad I got that degree, but yeah, I thought I needed it before really stepping out. And man, I just look back and I, I'm thankful for the journey, but yeah. I could have impacted so many lives in that year if I would have just been obedient immediately instead of waiting. Right. But I'm thankful to, to where I am today and the doors that are opening up and just the lives that I'm able to impact To I mean, that has been the most amazing thing over almost two years now that I've been in business, which is That's awesome. So awesome. And I think there's this element of like unknowingness that doesn't matter how old you are, when you're stepping into being an entrepreneur, when you're stepping into coaching, when you're stepping into like, I don't even care if you're starting your own Instagram account. Like there's nerves that go into that. There's like, oh, I'm putting myself out there and like knowing that there could be criticism and knowing that the enemy is coming after you and knowing that you you might mess up and you might stumble and you're not going to get it right. Like we're literally human. And so talk about like that element of like what have other, what feedback have you received? What has that process been? like for you? Um, whenever I first started, I think people were just kind of in awe yeah, <laughs> and maybe like curious so as to why I was doing that, right? Like they didn't really get it. Um, life coaching has been on the rise the past few years, especially. Sure. So um, at the time, I don't think people knew as much yeah. um, like what it was. Okay. Is that counseling? I was like, no, you know, <laughs> yeah. so you have to like explain it. Um, but I feel like now people really get it. Yeah. And because they see like, now I have a master's in leadership and I've just, I've continued and it's that consistency instead of just like starting and then stopping because you don't see any progress. But I feel like because of my continued obedience to what God called me to, um, they, 
that level of respect has That's heightened That's in really a way um, amidst the the age that I have, which I can't change. Like I yes. can't suddenly <laughs> become 35 or 40, right? And you don't want to. And- I promise you don't, y'all. She's in the sweetest season. She's newly engaged. And it's yes. just, I don't want you to get older. I want you to say exactly where you are. I do this to my little kids. They're like eight and 10 now. And I put my hand on top of their head and I like push down. And I'm like, you're not allowed to grow. You're not yes. allowed to grow anymore because literally every stage, I love them where they are. I'm like, please stop growing. But then every stage is a surprise and I love it. So I know that one thing that I've noticed about you and like, I think the peace and the calm and that state of being is a part of wisdom and it's a part mm. of your abiding. And so do you, have people always said, is that something people have always said about you? Like you're wise beyond your years, Faith, like when you were little or like, was it a like Faith walk since you were small? Talk to us about that testimonial journey. Absolutely. From a young age, I was told that I was an old soul. That's like the wording that people would always hear, an old soul. And um, I come from a Christian background. Like I was raised in a a household where um, my parents made sure I was in church, you know, every Sunday. But it wasn't really until I was 17 that I feel like the Lord really took a hold of me and like showed me who he was Hmm. um, more than ever before. And that's when that surrender really came because I tried to control my life a lot up until then. I dealt with um, a skin picking disorder for almost 10 years, was super anxious. Hmm. And whenever I surrendered my life at 17, that's when the chains fell. And there's so much that gets wrapped into that. You know, I feel like as as a teenager, you're worried about what other people think. Um, you're like at the time I was, uh, I played tennis in college. And so I was trying to get scholarships for school. And there was just so much pressure yeah. that I felt like was on me in my overachieving spirit anyways, that was kind of drilled into me also. Um, but I was super thankful that as soon as I let go and let God, a lot of that fear that I had a lot of that worth that I was looking to other people to fill instead of Christ got substituted and he was the one that I now defined my worth by. Mm -hmm. Um, And that enabled me to really have confidence in him and take action steps. um, By I moved my life from Missouri to South Carolina at 18 to go to school I then after college, moved my life to North Carolina and really pursued my entrepreneurial journey in an entrepreneur house where I got to be incubated with uh, a group of young adults, which was amazing. And then met my now future husband, which was super cool. So that's kind of a timeline of my journey and what the Lord has just like uniquely woven and uh, designed so beautifully. Definitely wasn't what I would have expected, but it has turned out amazing. And I'm so grateful and excited for the years to come. Yeah, it's really Lord willing. You started, obviously, the Thoughts of Faith podcast connected to that, to be able to just kind of share and open up and continue that that journey of vulnerability because I think that's yeah. ultimately what it is. It's one of my favorite things about having a podcast that if people actually listen to all, I have a lot, so it would be a lot of work. I get it. Um, but really, like if people listen to shows now and then they, I had somebody who was like, oh my gosh, I went back to the beginning and you've, you've grown up so much, right? And so it's a, a live journal. Like this is truly yes. a place where we get to be raw and share and teach and all of these different pieces, it's no different than capturing it in a written form via a book and then going back, like I'm, I'm bringing this new book back to life that I yeah. wrote several years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel so immature in this book. Should I rewrite it? Should it come to life? But then I remember I wrote that book for that person. That version yes. is what that person needs. And if I was to then become more mature and write another book, it's going to be a totally different book. And I will yeah. write that one, but I, I love that you're doing it via a podcast because I think it's so fun. What has been like some of the things that you've been teaching and training people on on the show? 
It's been super cool to now start having guests. Like the yeah. first few episodes were just me. Yeah. And now bringing guests on, it's also been cool to hear their thoughts. Like mm-hmm. I'm recording one uh, tomorrow night with a friend. And we're going to talk about thoughts on biblical friendship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so just just giving people the space also to share what the Lord's been putting on their heart yeah. um, is a really unique way. And also faith in action is another avenue that I have on Monday mornings where I hold people accountable and give them community by having faith in action from 8 to 8.30 EST every Monday morning. So we'll open up with a devotional. We'll make commitments for the week. We hold each other accountable to check in on commitments next week and then make new ones. Um, It's just an awesome community and space. And it, it, Make sure Monday mornings like all the better, right? Yes. And it gets that jump start to the yep. week where you feel excited to jump in to work and just create and play and all the things. Well, I think you get inspired by what other people are doing, right? And it's just like exactly wow. okay if they can do that, especially if you're close enough that you're also sharing heartaches and heartbreaks and trials yeah. in the midst of um, building this amazing thing, which right? we do. I, yeah, yeah, for and sure. And the power of the power of community and accountability also is it's insane, you know, knowing that, okay, I'm going to get asked the next week if I did my three (laughs) commitments. Right. And we have like this group text where we'll ask each other, how's it going during the week? You know, send updates on progress. And so it's just super neat. And I'm very relationship driven and really enjoy just that consistent connection I just got done with a book club on the awe of God that we had on Tuesday mm-hmm. nights, which was really fun. And just jamming up some more ways to build community yeah. through the coaching space because it can be so siloed and so, um, I don't know if I want to use the word competitive, but yeah. it doesn't seem like people know that there's actually space for all of us yes. at the top. And if we work together, then we can achieve more for the kingdom than if we just work on our own. And entrepreneurship is lonely, you know, another thing. So building, um, I'm, I'm in the midst of jamming on, okay, how can I like build collaboration, um, amidst the coaching sphere when it can be one lonely two, there's not accountability when you work for yourself. Yep. And three, how can you, attract more clients? How can you build your impact and income by collaborating with other people? Yeah. And well, I think the entrepreneurial house probably brought you great perspective to be able to do that, right? To be like, oh, tell me about what you're doing. Ooh, I could pull this into my ideas, right? And that's that creative space that you're speaking to. I definitely sense that's that air, even though even in the Christian sector, there's that you know, community over competition or collaboration Uh over competition. And you're like, yeah, but you're still not sharing that thing. Like you're still not doing that thing. Right. And so it is something where I think it's going to take the heart of um, people who are willing. We talk about this a lot in our founder collective uh, discipleship conversation with entrepreneurs who are coming specifically because they feel isolated and alone. And we talk about being like-hearted we talk about being like-minded, uh, but then we've also recently been talking about being like-handed. And what does it mean to be open with our resources and also yeah. being honest about our resources? Because I think a lot of times people can have a different perspective looking in and, and thinking, oh, wow, this person has a lot of time on their hands. And I think when I think resources, you guys are probably immediately thinking about money. That also is an example. But like, if you think I have an abundance of time because I have no kids and I'm 24 years old and... No, that's a, you're making that up. Who says I don't yeah. have time? How do you not know? Like one of my girlfriends isn't married and doesn't have kiddos, but she has literally been at her, her grandfather who is like her dad's side mm. on hospice for eight months, like mm. all day, every day. So you cannot create in your mind this fictitious idea of resources, but this is why I think it's really important in these situations to create these safe spaces, especially when we do it around a Bible study, because I feel like yes. people really do or book club. And it, it really yes. allows people to like open up about something different and talk about the, their personal lives And that's where sometimes there's that like facade, you know, that can be established on social media. Right. Yeah. I would, I would love to kind of trailblaze the vulnerability 
yeah. in social media sharing because it can be tough to share weaknesses or yeah. challenging seasons on social media yeah. or with uh, the groups that, that you're in, whatever yeah. that may be. And yeah. yeah, I do. I do think that that's like important though, to build connection with other people because if, agree. if they realize like, Hey, she doesn't have it all together. She's learning and growing just like I am. Yeah. It builds that connection instead mm-hmm. of like putting up that wall in between us of coming off as perfect. Well, um, and, and I tried that life. all together. I'll, I'll raise my hand, like totally tried that life. It didn't yeah. work. And I felt even yeah. more isolated than what I would feel if I was, you know, honest and open with people. And I think yeah. ultimately, if you're trying to create relatability, which is truly how Jesus walked the earth, he was yes. the most relatable person ever. And we've heard people in the limelight who are like, why would I want to be relatable? What a why I'm not trying to be relatable with anyone. And you're like, well, you're missing the point then because mm-hmm. relatability creates that linkage, which is what everyone talks about that no like, and trust. I yes. posted a reel recently and it was like, my kiddos had made me this like elaborate meal and it was so cute. They had everything laid out. I had like oh. our little glass plate. It was just the cutest thing. They cut up hot dogs, which is just delightful. <laughs> And sushi, and they had made the dog food as scrambled eggs. So even the dog got a special treat. That's <laughs> it was awesome. Like the weirdest oh combination God. of food, but it was so cute. And in the midst of it, I was sharing that like the whole time they had just come up um, and gotten me from, I was like crying at my desk. And mm. in the middle of the meal, while I was trying so desperately to be present with the joy of the moment, I was fighting back tears to the point that my son was like, oh, are your allergies bothering you, mama? And I'm like, yeah, they're my allergies. And later in the night, he was like, I knew it wasn't your allergies. Let me go get daddy. You're sad. I'm so sad you're sad. And just like it's important for us to share with our families and our kiddos how life is life, if we're not doing that with our communities, are we really creating community? Hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. I would say no. I mean, yeah. I think you would be trying to create a pedestal, which yeah. is the opposite of being on the same playing field. Exactly. Yeah. Would you say that as a life coach, how often do you tap into your own testimonies to teach people? Uh, pretty consistently. Yeah. I would say because when, you know, I don't want to necessarily take the focus off of my client when I'm in sessions, but I do think that there is a time and place for it to share your personal experiences um, because they can also relate to whatever experience that you're sharing and know that they're not alone. Know that if it's also encouraging if they see you at the point that you're at now and it's inspiring to them and they want to be and do whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, it can give them hope, yeah. I guess, you know, yeah. outside, outside of Jesus, like, Oh, I can, I can get there. Right. Like she's doing it when she was once at the spot that I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just overall like encouragement and an inspiration, but sharing bits and pieces, yeah. but not taking the, the focus off of them. Yeah. That's good. What would you say from you? Cause you've done studies in both like the psycho- psychology space and then also the leadership space. What are some of those like hot topics that you find as like a through line or what are some of your favorites if there's no like consistency? Hmm. I would say for psychology, I just love studying human behavior yeah. and why people do what they do. And it really all relates back to stories that we've created uh, since childhood that are just like replaying over and over and over again. And so awareness of the stories that we've created and realizing that they're just stories that we have made up on our own and that we can change at any time. Uh, and shift our perspective is is huge, and I've done a lot of work in that, and just the overall uh, awareness piece, and confidence is also yeah. one. Um, you know, people are always researching how do I become more confident? How do I become more confident? And what we found is that confidence is really a byproduct of taking action, but people think that confidence is a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. to take action. They're like, good. okay, whenever I feel like confident enough, then I'll do it. But I got to like get to this point 
you know, and then I'll do it. And it's just not the case. That it's makes a me think of like working out, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah. I am so excited to work out. Like, no, I don't <laughs> want to go to the gym at six in the morning. I want to stay in my Bible chair with Jesus and drink my second yeah. cup of coffee. But every time that I go to do it, then I'm like, oh, I'm so energized. I'm so glad I did that. But it takes yeah. energy. It takes like the momentum behind that, that then that is the next thing that happens. I love that. I love the element of that connected to people pursuing their dreams Yes. To people pursuing um, the the prompting in their heart. I mean, think about it. Had either your spouse, I don't know, well, soon to be spouse. I, I've literally yeah. called him her husband <laughs> since they weren't, they were just dating. So I call, I I'm prophetic. Okay, guys. Yep. I <laughs> just hold that. But literally, like he could have, whether he was the first one to speak to you or you were the first one to speak to him, had you not pursued that prompting out of lack yeah. of confidence or what, what are they going to say? What's the story? She's never going to speak to me. This isn't going to work out. No, I'm not I'm definitely not going to get married to her. No, I'm not going to take a step. <laughs> you would not be in the situation that you're in. And totally. so every life action requires us to step in faith and then confidence yes. is built on the other side. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. And I found that my confidence has increased so much in Christ and who I am because he hasn't left me in this process. Like mm-hmm. over the past couple of years of failing and not mm-hmm. knowing what I'm doing and just like, you know, trying to learn as much as I can along the way, it's it's been super hard. And I know that God's been there the whole time and he's not going to leave me. And so that has spurred my confidence all the more in him to continue. I don't think people need motivation as much as they need momentum. Mm, You know, it's like, because once you step out, that first step is the hardest. And then once you do that, I found like it's become easier as I go. And it's just like a ball rolling that momentum just continues. And so I don't know if anyone needed to hear that, but that first step is truly the hardest it's going to get. And after that, you continue just because it's rolling. The ball's just, just rolling. I know people have used this analogy before and I can't even remember where the first time I saw it, but I'm such a visual learner. One, I'm thinking of a treadmill, right? When you increase the speed, you're naturally like, oh, I'm going. Okay, I'm going. I guess I have to keep going. But I was thinking of like a little baby. And the first time that they walk, like, and they fall, they literally fall. They have no idea where they're pulling confidence other than that they're mirroring someone, right? They're like, that person can walk. I want to walk. I'm going to try this thing. And they fall flat on their face, one step. But everyone around them applauds. Everyone around yes. is so excited. They're like, you can do it again. I need an accountability group that cheers me on like the first walk, like yes. the first step, right? Yes. That's like, you did it. And I'm like, oh, that sucked. I just fell and I knocked my front tooth out. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but you look awesome. Do it again. And so I I don't know that we're good at that. I think as as we get older, it becomes this, I don't, this story. Like you said, it's a storyline yeah. that like it has to look just right for it to be quote unquote successful. So I yeah. know one of the things you speak to a lot is like, what is biblical success versus yes. worldly success? So what are some of those things that you train people on? The main thing is obedience. Biblical mm. success is obedience. It's good. I mean, if we think of that definition of, okay, I'm going to be successful as long as I follow God's calling, mm. the Holy Spirit promptings along the way, and I'm faithful to that. Mm. Um, I operate out of truth, out of yeah. this foundation and source of my life. I hold integrity in my work. I'm, you know, I'm joyful and I'm at peace, you know, because we can have peace amidst any circumstance, no matter if we're failing or being unsuccessful in worldly terms, we can still have joy and have fun creating. I I feel like God created, he was the first entrepreneur, first of all. So he created this space and now gives us the opportunity to make this world our playground and to be co-creators with him to give, you know, more and abundantly. He's like a God of multiplication, right? So 
I feel like that's the biggest thing that I talk about with biblical success is teaching people how to follow Holy Spirit's promptings. And I'm a big advocate for taking action and going. And then whenever you hear God in your soul say, you know, go left or go right or halt, then you do that. But a lot of people wait Mm -hmm. out of fear and they're and they use the excuse i'm going to wait until god tells me to do something it's like they're waiting for this audible voice to then go and it's like why isn't our first inclination to just take action and then when we hear something different from the lord change avenues or hold after he speaks that to us but if we're just waiting we can often use that as an excuse to not do anything because of fear or lack of confidence or, you know, whatever it may be. Well, I think people, I mean, I I get to work with people who are much older than I am for a lot of the, a lot of the things that I do. And it's just because of the season of life and their transition and like wanting to get out of a nine to five or whatever it be. They want some of the the youthfulness. I've told you this before. They want some of your youthfulness. Like they're you're going to serve people who are older than you as well as people who are younger than you. Both of them are equally as valuable and incredible and such an honor to do. Um, but I find the same conversations happen with them as with the young people. And yet, at least the young person hasn't spent decades doing something outside of God's will for their life. And so they don't have that sense of regret. And I feel like if you don't have a sense of regret, you also don't have that sense of um, practice complacency or practice comfort zone. It's like when you get into the rhythm and this is the groove of of my life. And when you create and go back and forth in the same place over and over again, you've created literally a divot, a groove. And you have to get out of that. You have to literally extract yourself, catapult yourself out of that to try something new versus if you're constantly in the flow with the spirit and you're willing to do what you're saying, which is like, go right, faith, go left, faith, go up, go down. Like, And you're willing to make those movements. You're never going to find yourself in that state of stagnancy. It yes. doesn't mean hard things don't happen. doesn't mean you don't find right. yourself in a valley. It means that you are constantly in flow and that the Holy Spirit is going to be the one guiding you versus you coming to a halt in your own flesh, which I did yeah. many, many times because I was in a divot of what somebody else's divot. Like I literally was like, well, this is the way that you go to success. So I'm going to follow what this person did. Right. And that didn't work out for me. And so I think that's why when we as Christians can so equally um, connect to that word like trailblazer, it's because God truly is asking each child to do something different than the other child. Otherwise he wouldn't have created us so unique. We'd all be the same. Right. Right. Yes. And amen. scripture that talks about when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yeah. I'm going to highlight the word walk. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't say even though when I sit in the valley, right? It says when I walk through. Yeah. So there's like a motion there and it's saying that like the Lord is there and that we can fear no evil, even in the valleys, even in the tough times and challenges that we'll face. You know, he is there with us and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Um, So that's just also a highlight to walk. Yeah. Um, An an urgency there. Whenever I read that scripture in that way, I thought, that is really cool (laughs) that it doesn't say sit or lying down. (laughs) Or for me, I'm so glad it doesn't say run. Like, yeah. I don't want it to say run, Tamara, just walk, okay? <laughs> I'm a either. speed walker. I love to speed walk. I like, I yep. think I would have people who would in high school, because I would wear heels in high school. It's so ridiculous. I hope my kids don't do that. Anyway, my, especially, especially my kids. My daughter, let's be specific, definitely my son will not be wearing heels in high school. My daughter, but they would say, Tamara, I knew you were in the hallway because I heard you walking because I was so fast. <gasps> they'd be like, Tamara's coming. Tamara's coming. And since I was little, I'd get out of bed and I'd be like, dun, 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 dun. My parents were like, Tamara's awake. Tamara's coming. <laughs> and I'm like, can I just slow down? If I learn the rhythms of grace connected to his pace, which is my constant 
just prayer with the Lord. Like, God, I just want to be yeah. in tandem with you. That's where mm-hmm. the yoke is easy. If I get out in front, I'm going to be pulling and it's going to be tense and it's going to be hard and I'm going to feel frustrated. Or same thing, that lethargic. I don't necessarily have that problem at all, actually. And so I'm never being dragged by Jesus. I'm usually like, let's go, Lord. What are you doing back there? And yep. he's just like, you're funny, Tamara. You're actually way over here. How about you get in line? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you can relate. That's like building that relatability, too. Yes. It's like whenever you're saying that, that's me. <laughs> that's me. So and, necessary. Um, and- I'll probably, I'll probably never like master it. I think that's also the thing where understanding Mm. grace and that like God's giving you grace, like while you're being silly (laughs) and, you know, trying to rush ahead or, or do whatever you're trying to do. He's so patient and so gracious. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves that grace. Like we hold on to, things that we regret or that we wish we had done differently, right? And Jesus already forgave that on the cross. And I feel like if you are holding that, um, then you're not living in the true abundant life that he died for. It's like he literally (laughs) died for that. Like if he can give you grace, you can give yourself grace and, and move past it. So that's something that I've tried to remember um, whenever I wish that I had, you know, started sooner or knew things quicker. I just, because a story that I've told myself is that I'm a slow learner Hmm. and I don't want that to be my identity Yeah, because I don't want to, it's not. And so I don't want to like tell myself that, Right. but I just wanted to share that because I think sometimes as, as women, we think that we should have it like more together than Mm -hmm. we do, or we should be able to learn things faster or have different skill sets. Yeah, I know my fiance is like very process and systems oriented. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I look at how he works and it's so much faster than me. He can do things just like, like that, that I wish that, you know, take me months to do yeah, and he does yeah. it in like a day. Yeah. He created our wedding website yesterday yeah. and we're doing virtual invitations uh-huh. and like he created this whole like system flow for like these people are going to get this schedule and these people are going to get this schedule sent to so them whenever good. they RFVP and that would have taken me forever <laughs> and he you know and so also like realizing that complementarianism and how we complement each other with our unique gifts. And so don't wish that you were someone else because right. you were created for a purpose and so uniquely that if you tap into that and heighten those strengths instead of yeah. focusing on your weaknesses, you can glorify God all the more, you know, whenever you live in that in such a way. Makes me think of that like handedness again too, because it's not just yeah. about that. It's also about resources, but it's also about your gifts and your talents. And like, if you can be confident and raise your hand to your strengths, just as much as you can be confident and raise your hands to your weaknesses, one, it's going to give people again, that other accountability to say like, you're because most of our weaknesses, we think we're bad at, but we're actually not really bad at. We've just told ourselves that story so much that now it's a, a limited belief. Yeah. And so I think that there's like two parts of that. Yeah, sure. You you might not have the gift of, um, you know, analytics and organization, but that doesn't yeah. mean that you're not capable of analytics and organization. Yeah. And so I think that there's like two sides to that coin. Um, but I That's do a good think point. when we raise our hands to our weaknesses, one then we allow people to have access and permission to say, no, that's actually not true or interesting. I actually thought you were really A, B, or C, right? And you kind of have a new lens. But additionally, it does allow the person to say, that's okay. You don't need to be good at that. I've got that. Like me and my husband, I'm like, I am not good at cooking. I don't, I can be if I really apply myself to it. Like I just don't care. I'm I'm fine to have leftovers. I just don't yes. care. I love food. I love it so much. And when he cooks for me, I'm like, you're godsend. I love you so much. But it just doesn't matter. And so I don't put time and energy into it. And yet when he cooks, it's like such a treat. 
So we've just got on the same page. Like, that's okay. It's totally fine. I'll bake for you when I feel like baking and I'll make breakfast because I'm really good at breakfast. But we are we nice. a minute fast, so we don't even eat breakfast. <laughs> so it's very rare. But regardless, like, I really think that that's an important thing to do. And especially in this season, even when you're looking for a coach and there might be people listening who are like looking for a life coach. It's like, what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? And stop looking at like the exterior of their brand. Stop looking at like the, how many followers they have and actually go and seek and get to know people. I think that's something we're that because people are so like adamant about that urgency thing, they're like, oh, I got to get a therapist. They just go with mm-hmm. the best therapist that everybody says is the best therapist. And she's the most expensive therapist. So she must be the best therapist. And that therapist has nothing to relate to you with. There's no connectivity, yeah. right? And so it's the same thing with life coaching. It's the same, definitely the same thing. Be asking questions to your potential spouse, right? Um, yeah. But I think that that goes with every single thing that we do. And we just take other people's word or we just assume that the out exterior validation points are enough. And then it mm. falls flat. So I hope that as people are hearing this, they're hearing that like it's also a quest. It's a quest of getting to know people and to actually validating the next step with that person in their journey and yours. Yeah, I had I had one person um, who I was I hadn't started working with yet, but yeah. she had I ended up working with her, but she got on a call with me and she said Hey, you know, I'm just trying to get to know, like, to be honest, I've set up like five or 10 calls with life coaches just to see like who I connect best with. And that really stood out to me. There's only been one person that I've worked with that I know of who intentionally talked to different people, different coaches to get to know them. I'm like, wow, that really says something to like your level of intentionality and, um, thank you. Like, yeah. wow. Like, you know, that, that you took the, that you took the time to do that and yeah. chose me to be one of those coaches and ended yeah. up working. Like that's phenomenal because whenever we're trustworthy, whenever yeah. we show up as ourself, people right. do want to work with us. So right. So and, true. and just bringing that like level of authenticity yeah. and devotion to Jesus in it as well. Um, there's so many life coaches who aren't faith-based. Yeah. And Future. so we're already set apart mm-hmm. um, being faith-based and those who are Christian uh, gravitate yeah. towards us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And it is few and far between. Um, and I think we can get into the weeds of thinking like there's so many of us when we're, that's like, you have a red car, so everybody has a red car, right? Yeah. Like you see red cars everywhere. But it real I mean, it's so rare. Even like what you just said two years ago, you're like, people are like, what is life coaching? Yeah. Now it feels like more people know. One of the gals that's coming to speak at the conference, Alejandra, she was like the OG yeah. in the life coaching industry. Like literally 24 years she's been life coaching. She's wow. like, I was a life coach before a life coach existed. And now she has like a model that she teaches in a certification program that she trains up other life coaches, which is so cool because she knows. But the cool part about that I love most about her, oh, I love most about Jesus through her, is that Jesus got a hold of her like five years ago and she was not in her faith before. And I know that Jesus is coming for the self-help industry. Like he's like, yeah, this is madness over here. We need to proclaim (laughs) my name in this space because their ideas aren't completely off base, but their ideas are so pride and ego and me centric that no one's going to survive like that. And so, because then it relies on us and we're imperfect. So we're going to always fail ourselves. If I'm self-helping, I can't self-help myself, but so much, right? When I get in a ditch, how do I get myself out? I don't, God does. (laughs) And so she got just completely transformed by the Lord. And it has literally, she's taken everything she ever taught and looked at it through the lens of Jesus and created all these new programs. (gasps) And it is so amazing. So I'm excited for you guys to connect. Cool. I'm so excited to connect and come to FounderCon. Like if you're listening and you don't have a ticket to FounderCon yet, come if you're, I know, if you're and it's in your backyard which is so yeah. ironic I know I'm like perfect <laughs> God knew he <laughs> totally is, planted so that for you we're yeah. so excited we'll be in Raleigh together November 10th and 11th yes. 2023 yes. if you're listening to this later um, but faith where are some places I know you've got faithandcoaching.com you're on Facebook you're on what's your favorite place that you hang out 
Yeah. Instagram is where I do the most yep. interaction. So if you want to sh- uh, follow me there, it's Faith and Coaching. Awesome. And if you click the link in my bio, you get connected to everything else. So awesome. that's well, also it's a all resource. in the show notes below you all. Faith, we're so grateful to have your wisdom on the show today. And I, I really am excited to see how God continues to knit us together, but also the people and that you're going to serve. You guys, she is also on the speaker circuit. So I'm going to put this plug in because she won't do it herself, but she <laughs> speaks in so many different arenas and it's not just for Christian-based audiences. She also is really because of her college athlete experience. She speaks to colleges and universities. She speaks into the lens of leadership for corporations and yep. programs. And so there's so much breath to what she talks about and how she teaches and trains and just the institutes that she's been to to help equip her in that regard. It's really incredible. So I am excited for you to come in and pour to those people at FounderCon. We're going to be shocked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Thank you so much, Tamara. This is fun. You're welcome. All right, y'all. Tune in to her podcast as well. All right, well, that's a wrap for this show. I am so expectant to see you in the room. FounderCon 2023 is about to happen in Raleigh, North Carolina, November 10th and 11th. If you are not there, be square. Just kidding. If you are not there, I want to invite you to come to the virtual stage. We have truly designed a stage and experience, whether you're at home or in person, that is unlike anything I've ever been to. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that because Christ truly has shaped this event, not only with the people and the speakers that are there, but with the construction of how we are sharing the word, the good news, and developing your businesses intricately. If you are still on the fence about like, what does this look like? Why would I join? There is so much content on the website for you to be able to know what exactly we're going over. But I want you to know there's some of the things that you're going to learn and what you will be able to extract and take away. TEDx conversations. Do you want to be on a TEDx stage? Do you want to learn from a TEDx coach? Health integration. How does your physical body and your blood work even have to play into your story and endurance of the race in which you are on? E-commerce and brick and mortar stores. We're going to be speaking specifically into how to develop those from a product lens uh, and how to make those effective, especially if you're a content creator. There can be some additional revenue sources uh, that could really support your business. What about the five-fold ministry and the spiritual gift integration? of truly igniting marketplace ministry and how you serve. Whether you have faith out front in your business or faith is what fuels you, either way is right if that's the way that the Lord has led you specifically. But how do you utilize this anointing and your gifts as an integration point to serve your community? Next, you're going to learn about marriages and how to develop a healthy marriage in the midst of entrepreneurship. Movements. How do you design a movement connected to the community build, connected to the words that are going to be across the nations. What does that look like? You're going to learn from movement makers themselves. Then we're also going to unpack ministry and what does it mean to be in ministry and what does the nonprofit world look like connected to ministry? We speak to businessry all day long at the FounderCon conference. And so this is really going to allow you to have fresh eyes on what does that actually mean? How do we operate as leaders in a businessry? We're going to be talking about meditation and mindset and have an intentional practice of how we show up to to a work every single day. And that work Work is an element of worship. And so how is work a posture of worship? You're going to hear from our worship team and other artists that are coming to the stage to unpack how do we show up in that authenticity for people every single day. Again, the publishing industry is obviously going to have a forethought here because I really believe on taking those messages to the masses. And a book is an amazing way to not only leave legacy, but to develop people, equip people, to disciple people in a really rich essence, even if you don't have direct access to them until they get your words in their hand. We're also going to talk and learn about the Christian Chamber of Commerce. You might not even know that this exists. Well, it is being developed right now, and the president of that organization is going to come and share about the importance of it and how it's actually developing and how you can potentially get involved as well in your local neighborhoods and communities. We're going to be talking about building global community as well as the importance of local community. So you hear from local, we're going to go global. We always do. We're going to be talking about uh, the lens of network marketing and MLM and how you could leverage that in your business because I do know that there are entrepreneurs that are doing this solely to help provide for their family and it is amazing what happens when you can utilize and leverage as an entrepreneur what it looks like to exist in the marketplace. Additionally, understanding that it could just be an arm piece 
to what it is that you do. This is an essence of affiliate marketing. Also understanding that there might be a place where you feel like that network marketing is running a little bit dry or that you're not able to use and infuse your faith or gifting as much as you'd like. And so you're trying to develop something on the side until that becomes the full-time thing and you can drop that. I've got to serve a lot of audience and community members who this is their story. It's been amazing to watch them leverage that marketing and pull it into what God has called them to do in this new season. We're going to talk about mental health unlocks. We're going to talk about leadership. We're also going to talk about money. I mentioned money when Kristen, you got to hear from her earlier, but Kristen is a wealth guru, right? And so how can we scale to six figures, seven figures and beyond? We as Christians, if we serve a rich daddy, we have that inheritance right. We have that birthright to manage it, but we have to understand how are we stewarding it? How are we managing it? Is our money working for us or are we burying our talents? So that was a mouthful. There's still so much that I didn't tap into with the different genres of panels that we're going to have and the individual speakers that are coming to teach and train in person as well as virtually. As I said, there will be roundtables and experts and workshops happening. And for the virtual people, while you might not get to have that direct access with these speakers, we are bringing some incredible virtual hosts who will be training you, developing you, and pouring into you during that time. So you will be served in a whole different capacity than the people in person, and yet you'll still have access to all of this in-person richness too. So this is not your average conference. This is not a stage to motivate you. We know you are motivated. It is not a stage filled with testimonies and storytelling, though I love both of those things, and you might hear bits and pieces here and there. This is a training ground. This is an equipping zone. This is discipleship in action, and it is applicable and attainable for you to be in the room right now. Revival is now. Marketplace ministry revival is now. So let's clarify your next move and get you founded in him. And if you're not yet, or you are already, and you're like, I got that part, let's talk about the remaining, the abiding, and the critical need of consistent momentum towards the call. We love you. We're inviting you in. Go to www.thefoundercon.com and get your tickets today. You will not be sorry. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there, check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.